back to It's Time for Tea podcast. It's your host, T. I have no idea why I'm so pumped to record today because this morning I was so stressed out um, that I wasn't going to have anything to talk about. And this morning, meaning Monday morning, because you guys all know I record my podcast the night before because I do not manage my time well. I haven't been managing my time well recently. So this is just how it's going to be. I put a questionnaire box up this morning on all my accounts, hoping and praying that people would ask me questions so that I felt like I had something to talk about today on the podcast because I, again, am not prepared and you guys really came through. I really am so happy that I didn't have to fill out questions to ask myself and don't lie. I know you guys, I know you may have done that before. I for sure have done that before and you know, it's no shame. Sometimes you just got to do it. You got to let the people think that people are asking questions. Am I, am I exposing myself right now? Yeah, I am. But I'm just giving you guys a tea. That's what you came here for. You came here for the tea and that's the tea. So before we get into all the amazing questions you guys asked, let's just, let's just do a little update of the week. So last week, what happened? Oh, on Tuesday of last week, I went to high tea with my girlfriends and it is truly such a fun experience. So we went to the Grand America in Salt Lake City. If you guys haven't done afternoon tea there, I highly recommend doing it. It's really just for the vibes, just for the vibes and the experience. I mean, is the tea the best tea in the whole wide world or are the finger foods the best finger foods in the whole wide world? No, but it's cute. It's a vibe. It's an experience. It's bougie. I mean, it was giving all the Bridgerton vibes, the music, the atmosphere. I, I just love it. And I love the Grand America. It is so gorgeous. So if you guys get a chance to do afternoon tea, go do it. It's fun. It's worth it. It's worth the $35 plus gratuity. Another wild thing that happened this week actually at afternoon tea was my friend convinced me that I should run a marathon this year. I don't know how she did that. I really don't, but you know what? I'm committed to it now because I also just bought a new pair of running shoes. So now I really have to do this. Like I can't back out now. I committed and I started training last week and my body, it's not the way it used to be. I ran a half marathon in 2019 and I feel like I was in really good shape back then. I also didn't really train for it. I kind of just was like, let me just wing it. I trained a little, like I did a couple runs before the half marathon, but really not. I did not stick to a schedule. I wasn't consistent. If my friends were running, I would go run with them. Cause I was like, oh, I probably should get prepared a little bit. So I kind of just winged it a little. I mean, you can't wing it that much because you would probably hurt yourself if you just winged it like that. So this time for a marathon, which is 13 miles longer, I am starting to train. So getting on his training schedule, getting my body right. I do have a bit of a jacked up knee. So we're just trying to get moving again. And it feels really good. It's also been so beautiful outside. So it's been fun going on runs outside. I mean, it's going to get really, really hot soon. So I'm just trying to get in this good weather outside while I still can. 
Um, so yeah, that was crazy that she did that to me. I don't know what happened. I also bet one of my other friends that my entire wardrobe, if I don't run it. So that's another reason why I have to really commit to this. So yeah, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a great experience. I don't care if I end up walking the whole thing because I just want to, I just want to complete it. That's all. That's all I'm going for is completion. So we'll see. I'm trying not to hold myself like too much to this commitment. Like I'm leaving some space, but I also don't want to be like too lenient to where I'm like, oh, I could just back out anytime. In my head, I'm just not trying to think about it too much because if I think about it too much, I get stressed. But if I'm just like, okay, today I'm going to go run a couple miles to get my body ready for this, then I feel better about it. So I'll follow up with this really intense uh, plan to run 26 miles. I, I keep laughing at myself cause I'm like, I can't believe I, I agreed to this. I can't believe it, but you know what? It'll, who will really know if I'm going to do it. If I buy, when I buy, when I buy the, um, marathon entrance fee thing. Cause you guys, you have to pay for these things. You, that's like, that's how, you know, you're committed is when you pay for the actual event. Another thing that happened this last week is I forgot my, one of my best friend's daughter's birthday, her first birthday. I literally was talking about planners last week and talking about how I use two planners. Tell me why I have in both my planners, her birthday writ, written multiple times in the month section and in the day section. Did I check my planner at all this weekend and on Friday? No, I didn't. Because on Friday, I was in Friday mode at work. So I didn't look at my personal calendar. Then on Saturday, I truly was like, I have nothing this weekend because I didn't look at my calendar. And I was just living life. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best weekend. I haven't had a free weekend in so long. Then in, Then I go on Instagram and see my friends posting about her daughter's birthday. And I was like, oh. I am an idiot. So I'd like to personally say happy birthday to Elise, my friend Anna's baby girl, her first girl. She deserves the world. She's the gorgeous, cutest. I just love her and happy birthday to her. And I'm the worst. I'm the worst person. I don't, you guys hate when that happens. I eat myself alive when I make stupid mistakes like that. Cause it's like definitely something I could have avoided if I just looked at my planner. You know, like, or, or why didn't I put it in my phone? Usually with events like that, I'll put it in my phone so that I like get a notification, especially when I'm like, I have it in advance. Like she told me about it a month ago. And usually with those things, I will put it in my phone because I know I'll forget or I'll forget to look at my planner. But yeah, that, that was like, that was a fail of the week was that I missed the birthday party. So I'll get, I'll get you on your second birthday. Anyways, that was pretty much my week. Very eventful, very exciting. Um, let's get into my top tings, T's top tings this week. So number one, tulips. I, I usually have fresh flowers in my house, like all the time. However, the past couple months, I literally just like haven't purchased any flowers, but it's tulip season and I, you know, I grab some at Trader Joe's. I have two vases full of tulips and I just love tulips. I love the color. I love the way that they look. I love the leaves on tulips. I just love everything about them. So that's why they are 
one of my top favorite things at the moment. Second favorite thing is Bling Empire is back on Netflix for season two. I just love this show. If you guys like Crazy Rich Asians, the movie, you will love this show. It's just literally a show version of the movie. I feel like it's super interesting. They are just filthy, freaking rich. It's insane to me. Like I just, I can't fathom that much wealth, but it's fun to watch it. So I love watching it. Also, if you guys used to watch Rich Kids of Beverly Hills on E, Dorothy Wang is on it now on Bling Empire. She's like a part of the Bling Empire crew now. So super excited to binge watch the rest of the season, probably after I finish recording this. Finally, last on the list of top teens at the moment is Courtney Cruz. Her name is spelled C-O-U-R-T-N-E-E. And then Cruz is C-R-E-W-S. It's really hard to spell when I'm recording. Anyways, I love this woman. I don't know what it is about her. I love her style. I love how she puts things together. I love her vibe. She's just like so bubbly and real and cute. And I smile every time I watch her TikToks and I love her Instagram feed. I don't know. I just am really loving her right now. Um, she's been wearing a lot of like smock dresses and tennis shoes and cute bags. I just feel like her style is what I'm vibing with at the moment. So she's truly my inspiration at the moment. So that's why I added her on my list of top things. Now that we got all of that out of the way, I think it's time to get into these questions. Now, again, all I did was post on all my social media accounts and I said, ask me anything and you guys delivered. So here is question number one. What is your go-to date night spot, favorite restaurant or place to eat? This is an amazing question. So when my husband and I want to go out to eat for dinner, we first off have to decide if we are going to stay local or if we're going to make a push out to Salt Lake City. If we decide that we're going to stay local, we will usually go down to Provo Center Street because I feel like there's a lot of different food options down there and it's just fun to walk around. So we will probably choose Indian food if we're down there. My favorite Indian spot is Bombay House, but they're usually the most crowded. So it depends on the day that we're going. If it is like a weekend, we end up probably going to Indian Palace. If you guys are local to Utah County, you know all the things that I'm saying right now and know what I'm talking about. But that's usually our go-to spot in Utah County. Now, if we're going to Salt Lake, we most likely will be going to Ichiban. That is our favorite sushi spot in Salt Lake. Well, actually in Utah in general, I will not eat sushi from anywhere else but Ichiban. I know that sounds bratty and picky, but I just feel like they do it right. And sushi is a hard thing in Utah. I feel like it's very hard to get it right. I'm from California. I'm picky about sushi and fish and Ichiban's the best. Also, it's half off all their rolls. But it's like, it's not like the all you can eat ones where it's like, you know, it's crap. This is, this is good stuff for half off the rolls. So yeah, that is, those are two go-to spots depending on the location. All right. Next question. This one says, what is your favorite color of clothing to wear? What is your color? I have to say green. I honestly don't know if like that is my color. You know how like some colors just like look best on people. 
I just truly love green so much. That's why I choose to wear it. Also, I just looked up what green signifies because I read this somewhere or heard it somewhere that someone said wearing green is a good thing. And I looked it up and it says, in general, green is associated with nature. Thus, it evokes a sense of I don't know that word. <laughs> Well-being. Green conjures up ideas of health and wellness. It's restful, soothing, and cheerful. Green symbolizes growth and optimism and movement forward. So I just feel, I feel that when I wear green. So that's why I'm picking green as my color forever and always. All right, so I'm trying to go back and forth between some fun questions and some deeper questions. So this next question is kind of deeper on the deeper side, but it says, what legacy do you want to leave behind? And, you know, I really had to think about this for a second because one, I was like, what does legacy mean? I know I'm a little slow sometimes. So I looked it up and it basically referred to like property or money that you would leave behind to family, but it also included a reputation. And I feel like that's the one that I'm going to focus on because I have no money and no property to leave behind right now because this market sucks. Anywho, I would love to leave behind a reputation that is inspiring, I guess. Like I want people to be like, oh yeah, she inspired me to blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm inspiring people to do, but I just hope that I do inspire others. I also hope that I leave behind a reputation of kindness and love. I feel like I love super hard. It runs in the family, me and my little brother, my parent, like we all love so hard and so deep, no matter what people do to us. And I know that that maybe not be, that might not be the greatest thing sometimes because people will sometimes do you wrong, but I just want to always choose love and be the person that loves someone no matter what they do. Um, and also just being a kind person in general, I really want to instill that in my future kids that kindness above all defeats all like I just feel like being a kind person and making people feel loved and seen is so important and I want to do that I want to make people feel loved and seen I want my kids to do that I want I don't know just live laugh love all around I think that's my reputation that I want to be known for but in all seriousness like that is really what I hope that I'm portraying in like my everyday life and my actions and my thoughts. Like that's how I feel. Not really sure if that's what you guys are getting, but I hope it is. And I hope that one day my kids will give off that vibe too. And that's the legacy that they are going to live in is, you know, just how I'm acting. And I, and I do, I do think that I'm going to think about this a little more in my everyday actions because you don't think about this question a lot and I feel like it will help guide you um, in maybe a better direction to realize that like, okay, what I'm doing and what I'm about to say is the legacy I'm leaving behind with this one person. Is that a good legacy? Yes or no? I mean, it, it changes the game a little bit about how you go about interactions through your life. So I'm going to ponder this question a little more, 
But so far, that is my answer. Kindness, inspiration, and love. All right, next question. How do you go about picking and keeping friendships? This is a great question. And I, so I read a couple of these before I started recording. And this one, I was like, oh gosh, this one I need to touch on. How do I go about kind of deciphering my thoughts on this question? Because I have a lot of thoughts. I just feel like friendship is kind of a hard topic because For me, in my own experience, I feel like friendships, my friendships have just like come and gone with the times, um, like with wherever I was at in life. And I definitely am a strong believer that people will be in your life for a very specific reason at a very specific time. I don't think there's any coincidence in that, in the timing of when people come into your life and how all of a sudden they become like one of your best friends. I feel like I've gone through a lot of groups of friends just with high school and college. And some of us have grown apart. Some of us have stayed together. And I think that you kind of pick and choose like who you want to continue to have a relationship with and maintain that relationship with and who you kind of feel like in a way you've grown apart and you just feel like, Maybe that relationship is not mutually beneficial anymore. I think as an adult or getting older, you kind of think about these things like, is a relationship serving me or is it not? And with friendships, I think it's very important to treat a friendship kind of like how you would treat a relationship. Like if you are dating someone and they're not serving you, then you dump them. You know, like you're, you don't want to be with the person that's not going to serve you. And I think that sometimes you kind of got to do that with friendships. And I'm not saying go and dump your friends. Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that you kind of have to recognize with friendships, a little, it's a little different. You're not going to go dump your friends, but you're going to recognize how they serve you in your life and what role they play in your life and realize if it's not a good role, then maybe just maybe it's just time to distance yourself. Maybe you guys have outgrown each other and that is okay because again, I really feel like people are in our lives at very specific moments for very specific reasons and maybe that person was only supposed to be in your life and a part of your life for a period of time and that period of time is over and now there's going to be a new flow of friends that come through and help you realize things and get to places you want to be in life. And I just, I feel like it's really fun because you pick and choose, like you have the, the control to pick who you want to be, who is a part of your life. I just listened to a podcast, uh, what we said podcast with Indy blue in it. And she was talking about how she feels like all the people in her life are actors and actresses that make up a cast for like a television show. So your life is the show and there's these people that are sometimes only a part of one episode or part of one season. They're not the true cast members. They're a special guest and you can kind of see that and relate it to friendships and relationships. Like maybe an ex-boyfriend, he wasn't, he wasn't meant to be in the full four seasons of your life, like, or a friend, like she maybe wasn't supposed to be in 
every season. She was only in one season. And then a new friend comes in season two. Like, it's just a really cool analogy. I loved how she put it, but I really feel like that's a great way to look at picking and keeping friends, knowing that they all will play a role in your life and you have the ability to control who is a part of your show of life. I also feel like with this whole idea of friendship is that if you do have people in your life that you love and want them to be a part of your life forever, it does take work to maintain friendship. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I am, I sometimes feel like I'm a sucky friend. I have a really hard time keeping up with people, catching up with people. Um, I just said, I want to be remembered for letting people know that they're loved and seen, but I sometimes don't reach out to my friends and like, I forget and I get caught up with my own life that I forget about my friends and what they're going through or what's going on in their lives. And I kind of put the people that are important to me on the side sometimes, um, just because I get consumed with all the stuff that I have going on. And I feel like in the last couple years, I've realized that I need to maintain my relationships that are important to me. And if there are people that are important to me, like I need to let them know and put in the work necessary to keep that friendship alive. If I want them to be a part of every single season. Well, that felt really long winded. Um, and I'm not sure if I even really answered the question, but that's my answer. That's, that's all I'm going to give on that question. So let's move on to another question. This one says, what sports did you play in high school besides volleyball? Um, I really only played volleyball like all year round, but my senior year, I decided that I was going to join the track team and do pole vaulting. And I actually sucked at it. Why did I do that? I, I actually don't know. I don't know if I thought it was going to improve anything for volleyball. I think I just wanted to do it for fun because it looked cool. But again, I was really terrible at it. And I just really should have just stuck with volleyball only. But it was fun. It was a fun sport to try out and fail. All right, next question. What is the hardest thing you've ever done? Now, this is another deep one. I I obviously am reading these questions like very deeply. So it says the hardest thing I've ever done, not the hardest thing that I've been through or that's happened to me. So in my head, I'm taking it as like a hard thing that I've I chose to do that like it was my choice and I made a hard choice. So that's how I'm taking this question because I do feel like I've gone through a lot of hard things that I didn't necessarily choose to happen to me. It's just like a hard trial that I've been through in life. But I feel like one of the hardest things that I've ever done is choosing to leave a toxic relationship. I was... I mean, I was in and out of it for a while, but I, I do have to say that that was a huge, huge stepping stone to alter the, the course of my life, the direction I was going and making that choice was the hardest thing I've ever done because in my head, I thought I was doing, I was going in this totally different direction of life. I had this whole vision of life that was different and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted, 
but I had made it up in my mind like that this was what my life was going to be like and I was okay with that and I was like good I was like okay that's that's just how my life will be and I'm going to accept that and I'm okay with that but when I made the decision to leave that relationship um my life changed completely and I now feel like I've I'm exactly where I was supposed to be and like who I'm supposed to be. I know my worth now. I know like I know what I deserve and without making that very, very hard choice because at the time it was so hard. I think that people think that it's so easy to just like leave relationships because you on the outside see it as being toxic and not good. But if you're in it, you don't see it. You do not see that as like, oh, this is so bad and toxic and it's like not good for me. It's not healthy for me. You do not see that until you're out of it. So looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I cannot believe I stayed in that for so long, but I did. And you know what? Like it's made me who I am today. Like I, I really know who I am and I feel like I'm, I've never been this confident before. I've never been this like so assured self-worth queen. Like I just know who I am. I know what I deserve and I will take nothing less. Like without making that hard decision, like I, I would not be this person at all. And I think that was also somebody's question was like, what's something that made you to the person you are today? That, that did. Making that choice and choosing the life that I've always wanted, which was, you know, I'm LDS, marrying in the temple, finding a man that is just praises the ground I walk on. Love you, babe. Um, if you're listening to this, but he does like, he treats me like an absolute queen and that's what I deserve. But I didn't know that I deserve that because I didn't have that, you know, like it's, it's just, I always say this, that's a, that's an episode for another time, but really, making the choice to leave a toxic relationship was the hardest thing I ever did, but the best thing that I've ever chosen to do. All right, we're hopping back to some happy, funny questions. Next question says, what's something you're always down for? I am always down to go eat. Just like anything I want to go. I always want to go eat. I love eating. Um, Do you want to go try a new dessert spot, new burger spot, like anything I want to go eat? Um, I'm also down for anything reckless, anything at all, you name it. Um, why? I don't know. I've always been super impulsive. I always want to do crazy, reckless things. I'm your girl for that. If you want to go on a last minute trip, I'm also always down for that. I will drive. Just let me know. I'll find the hotel. I'm good at that stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a very down girl. I do absolutely everything. It's, it's, not the best quality I have, um, gets me in trouble sometimes, but I mean, it's fun. It's a fun life. Next question is a fun fashion question. It says, what is one piece of clothing that you can't live without? And then with that too, it says one piece of clothing item everyone needs. I truly cannot pick one item. And I think it's because I'm not super attached to my clothes. Like there's really nothing. I, if I looked in my closet right now and everything burned to pieces, there's not anything that I like feel like I would die for that. I like could not carry on if that was gone, which I feel like is a good thing because it's not the best to be attached. That's, that's how we become hoarders, which I do hoard a lot of clothes, but I don't know. That's, that's, (laughs) I am going on a tangent. Anyways, 
I do feel like though my items that I can't live without would be like a uniform. So I don't know if you guys listen to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, anything goes, but in one of her episodes, she talked about like fashion and styling. And she talked a lot about having a uniform and having that uniform be your base of all your, all the rest of your clothes. So for me, I feel like it's super essential to kind of identify your uniform right now. I feel like my uniform is jeans and a white t-shirt because I can literally wear so many things with that. And you just interchange a jacket or boots or tennis shoes or sandals. Like you could just have different accessories and different pieces to go with that uniform, but everything is based around that uniform. So for me, I feel like that's something that I can't live without with is knowing my uniform and I feel like it's also something that everybody should have is a uniform. So I highly recommend finding your uniform. What's the, what's the base of all your outfits? I I'm telling you, it's going to change the way you look at your closet and how you buy things and how you pair things together. It just makes it a lot easier. Next question is what is your favorite memory of you and your hubby? This is hard because I feel like there's like so many memories, but I do feel like I really love the times when we weren't open about us liking each other. We were just friends, like really good friends. And it was just like fun and exciting because we used to watch these weird YouTube videos together of like Japanese ghost sightings. I have no idea. I really think that was him trying to pull a move to like sit close to me so we could watch these videos on his iPhone. Like, I don't know, just like things like that. Like we would sit and watch that at his house, like his old grody house (laughs) that he lived in with all of his friends. Like, I don't know. I just like those times are like my fondest memories are just so fun to look back and like think like I was literally trying to keep it a secret that I was starting to crush on him and maybe he was doing the same, but we were just great friends and we were vibing and it was just a fun time. So I would say that that was like my favorite memory is just the friendship phase. Someone asked, what is your fashion or a fashion pet peeve? And I've got to just say like when everybody looks the same and I feel like this can be, it may come off a little rude. I just, I don't know. I just like, don't like when there feels like there's no originality. I feel like when I came to Utah, I felt that everybody dressed the same and also looks the same. And I kind of pride myself on trying like being different and not having all the things that everybody else has. I'm I'm really weird about it. If I see that a lot of people have something, I try not to get it. Or if I do really like it too and want to get it, I will get it, but I will make it look my own and add my personal touch. So it feels more me and not everyone else. Um, I think that is one of my biggest pet peeves is just like, there's no originality sometimes, especially in Utah. Also, I've been seeing a lot on social media. It seems as if every girl has all the same brand deals and they all dress and look the same because they're all picking out clothes from the same like little catalog of the new releases from Princess Polly. Like, I just don't like that vibe. I don't like the vibe of everybody being the same and looking the same. I love like following accounts that like thrifted fashion or like, I don't know, just like being different. I like being different. I pride myself on being different. I mean, I'm an ethnic queen and 
in a field of snow bunnies. So I like to look different and I like to stand out. So that's what I do with, I try to do with fashion. Um, I just don't want to be the same as everyone else. So I, it, it peeves me a little bit when everybody starts looking the same. All right, I'm going to do two more questions. This, a serious question and a fun question to end on because I think that this might be my longest episode, but it's really because you guys came through with the questions and I have a lot to talk about. It's really just helping the flow of this episode. So second to last question, it says, what's the hardest lesson you've had to unlearn? I really love this question. And I think the first thing I thought of was, I had to unlearn like what being, what my version of being tough was. I thought that to being tough, you don't vocalize how you really feel and you keep everything in. And, you know, I was that girl that gave the best silent treatment. When I'm mad, I don't tell a soul. I don't, I don't let people know why I'm mad. I hold it all in until I'm literally about to explode. I have always been that way. I used to do it when I was a little girl. If I was like mad at my mom, my mom would tell me this, that like, I would literally just like go quiet. Like I just went mute and I didn't talk or I would scream, you know, like it was just like one or the other, but like I would never vocalize or communicate why I was upset and like why I was feeling that way, what made me upset, nothing. I would hold it all in. And I think I thought that that was being tough, like not crying in public. That's tough. That's a tough person. Like I just felt like not showing emotion or talking about anything was tough. And that's been like the hardest thing to get myself out of because I've realized that communication really is key and communicating your emotions and being vocal about how you feel and talking about it with others. Like that's so important. It's the only way you really can progress is if you learn how to communicate. And my husband has really been the best at helping me unlearn my ways of thinking that I'm tough and not talking about stuff. Um, he's been very patient with me because it's, it's just a huge adjustment from being that person that holds everything in and doesn't talk about anything and just letting things like, like kicking it under the rug a little bit and just waiting until everything gets piled up and you trip over the rug like that. That's what I used to do, but now I'm very more open with how I feel. And I feel like that's helped me in all areas of life, my everyday job life. And again, with relationships, communicating with my friends, communicating with my parents and my spouse, like it's just communication is so huge and learning that being tough doesn't mean you hide everything and hold it all in. Being tough means you know how to communicate how you feel. I just think, I think that that's huge. And that's been like the hardest thing to unlearn for me is that toughness is not keeping it in. Last question, top bucket list item. I really had to think about this one because I feel like there's so many things that I want to do, but when I, when it comes down to it, this is the one thing that I would probably rest easy if I did this. I would love to go to New York fashion week or Paris fashion week and sit front row at a Chanel show. Do I own any Chanel? No, I don't. I have been trying to steal my mom's Chanel purse, but she won't let me. But do I feel like I can reach this goal? Yes, I will be front row 
at a Chanel show one day, mark my words, everybody, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But that really is top of my bucket list. Well, guys, that is all the tea that I have today. And I feel like that was actually a lot of tea. This was super fun. I'm so grateful you guys asked me questions so I don't have to ask myself questions. Um, I might answer more questions cause I didn't finish all of them on the gram. So if you're not following, follow along, it's time for tea podcast and maybe I'll put some up on there or I'll do another episode of answering questions, but I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I love you. I love you guys. Okay.